still trying to get this volume thing going. Um, hello! Hi! How are you guys doing? Welcome back to Hollow Hollow Hangouts with me, wow. Edwin, and my fabulous co-host in the fabulous wearable machine, Pam. Did you just say Adwin? Edwin. <laughs> and that's my Filipino accent coming out, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> Adwin. Ed, no, it would be like Edwin. Edwin. Anyway, yes, <laughs> my name is Pam, and he is Edwin. <laughs> Mabuhai. Mabuhai, Pam. How are you today? You look very I comfortable. Am. I don't. Is that a? Is that a sn Was a snuggie? No, no. It's what? just a very big, huge <laughs> band uh, sweatshirt. It's goose. Okay. Interesting. I thought it was a Snuggie. It's so comfortable. Oh. <laughs> Those blankets with sleeves. Anybody's wondering what they're talking about. Well, excuse me. I am recording in my basement. So, and it is quite chilly. And I want to get warm and comfy. <laughs> is behind me, as usual. Of course. You're still, <laughs> you're still, uh, um, you're still, uh, um, smothering Grogu there and. It's... <laughs> uh, he, he likes it. He likes it. Anyways, there any? What's going on with you, Edwin? Is there anything? Uh, well, you know, I, I'll tell you one thing. Right? It's it's been a heck of a last time. When last time we recorded was like what two weeks? Two weeks ago? Three weeks ago? I don't even remember. Something like that. And <laughs> it's been. You know, ups and downs, and right now, um, it's, I don't know, I just got done taking a state exam last week for work, and trying to figure that whole deal out, so I was doing, Pam wasn't the only one who was studying, <laughs> I was studying, but I got paid to study, so it's all good. Okay, that's fair, that's fair. <laughs> it's all good. But now we're sort of dealing... I've been dealing with this, like, electrical issue in my house for, like, the whole summer. And now it finally decided to... You know what? If you're not going to fix me, I'm going to turn myself off. So it finally... <laughs> it finally... I have no lights in my kitchen. I got no lights in my dining room. And I've got an electrician coming in next week to take a look at it. And... You know, it's 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 one of those things where it's like I I don't like dealing with electricity. It's just one of those things of, of mine. I will deal with low voltage stuff every you know any day of the week. That's fine because low voltage isn't gonna kill me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right. But high voltage, 120, 220, whatever. Especially in the Philippines where you guys are nuts with your electricity. Like I've seen the. <laughs> I've seen the, the the overhead lines that look like freaking, you know, ramen noodles up there. You know? <laughs> and You hear the whizz. Yeah, you hear the whizz, You know, and it's like it's 220 up there. Right? That's gonna kill somebody, okay? Especially like the you know, the just just the smattering of freaking lines everywhere, you know? <laughs> that that's yeah. And 
it goes into the houses and everything. And that's two twenty. Everything in the, the appliances in the Philippines are two twenty. That's that's insane. I'm sorry. Remember, that's insane. I remember <laughs> when I first plugged in like a phone charger. Like a few seconds later, I'm like, Yeah, you smell the burning. No. <laughs> <laughs> I still I remember. Like, I still remember my cousin. Like we were little kids. We went to the Philippines, and he, one of my other cousins, brought a Game Gear. Remember those game gears, like Sega Game oh, Gear? Oh no! Yeah, and those no. things didn't have the charge on that thing. Didn't have an auto, an auto switch, you know, between one twenty to two twenty. Mm. It was set to, it was one twenty all day, all the time for that thing. And he plugged that thing into the wall directly with a transformer, and that thing was smoking. <laughs> like the charger was just smoking, like it just I... pop and hissed. And my cousin was about... My other cousin who owned it was about to tear a new one to my <laughs> other cousin. Okay. And we were like... We were like 10... I think I was the oldest. I was I was 12, 12 or 13 years old at the time. And my other cousin was like 11 and 12. Mm-hmm. Right? So... <laughs> I mean... You know, you prize electricity. gear. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it was just... And it was it was spectacular the pop and the hiss you know, and <laughs> I'm just I assume I assume there was we had you had to get rid of that uh, game. No, well, look the Game Gear. Fortunately, the Game Gear was still good. The charger okay. was completely toast. Oh, wow. Right, <laughs> the charger Whoops. was completely toast, but the Game Gear was a okay. But was but was the Game Gear at a hundred percent? That's that that was a little I mean, let's just say that I don't think the the plane ride back to the US was as enjoyable as coming to the Philippines <laughs> at that time. So <laughs> you know, it's kinda I, I didn't here's the thing, I didn't I didn't go back to the US with my cousins because my my parents and I took a beeline to Cebu. Uh, oh. that's that's when I first went to Shangri-La Hotel, <laughs> you know, and into Mactan, and I got the the grand tour of Mactan and the Shangri-La Hotel and all this other stuff, you know, and and um, that's where I went scuba diving for the first time, right? Because oh, my nice. my my um, my mom's cousin ran a tourism outfit in Mactan. Mm. So he had like a fleet of like scuba boats <laughs> over there. Nice. Yeah. So I got, you know, that was my first like introduction to clear blue seas and and coral and Ooh, nice. Yeah. It it was it was spectacular. I don't think I've exp- I appreciate it as much as I do now cuz I was 12 years old, <laughs> you know, 13 years yeah. old. So it's kind of like, you know, now I like, I want to go back and do that whole thing again. Oh my gosh, what the heck was I doing? I should have like, you know, <laughs> like soaked it up as much as I could. But that wasn't, you know, I didn't know any better. <laughs> I just didn't know any better. But speaking of which, electricity. Yeah. So we've got someone, we got someone coming to our house on Tuesday, so we got, you know, we're gonna figure out this thing once and for all, and hopefully I can like get this, get this thing 
get some more light, you know, get my lights back in the kitchen and get get my living room <laughs> back. Get so, your light back. <laughs> yeah. It's sucks. It's like candlelight in my in my kitchen. I was cooking dinner. And <laughs> it's like, like this sucks. Was it a it was like a blast from the past. <laughs> yeah, I felt like I was it's like you know, like like I felt like you know, like in those Ken Burns like documentaries, you know, where it's like doing things by candlelight and <laughs> you know yeah. You know, doing Dear Martha letters or whatever. And oh, wow. <laughs> it's, it, uh, anyways, I'm going to be so glad when that thing gets fixed. Like, you know, but in the meantime, I've got no lights in my, in my kitchen. I've got, I hope you have a lot of, I hope you have a lot of candles. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got a lamp. I actually, I repurposed my, my grow lights into a, lighting source for my kitchen and my dining room well, there you go since they're like next to each other so um <laughs> yeah so that's what i've been doing nothing very filipino unless you you count <laughs> count the brownouts in the philippines <laughs> that oh, happens the like happens like gosh like weeks on end sometimes sometimes <laughs> sometimes you gotta love those power grids yeah. It's gotten better in the... It has gotten better. Like, when I first went to the Philippines, um, you know, brownouts were, like, weeks. And, you know, especially yeah. especially in the rural areas, it was weeks. There was yeah. there was one time we had no power for, like, five days in in the... where I, where I live. You know, where I was staying at. And yeah, and out comes the generators, and <laughs> you know, so I feel you, Philippines. I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> so, Pam, what have you been up to? What's going on? So, I don't know if listeners remember, um, when I was talking about uh, my trip to the Philippines, there was a like a little like quest that I was on, um, because I wanted to find a wooden spoon and fork. <laughs> and just to recap, SM malls don't have it. Nope. When you go into like a store, any store, and then you ask, hi, can I please have, do you guys sell the big wooden spoon and fork? They would take you to the kitchen area <laughs> where they, they had actual will, spoons like, and forks. Like, actual spoon and fork like for salads and i was like that okay one that's not big <laughs> that's still small and two no this i'm talking about the staple that you find in a lot of filipino households it's something that hang in the wall it takes like it takes up like majority of the wall <laughs> and <laughs> And and you just hang it and and usually people will know oh yeah a Filipino lives here yeah so but they were looking like mm, sorry we don't have it no and I was like you are SM mall you are you guys have the biggest malls yeah in the world they're not gonna and have it unless unless there was unless there in that SM mall unless there was a souvenir shop somehow like a like a touristy souvenir shop they may have it. But, 
we got mm. I got my souvenirs on like a department store and it was like yeah. a section of it's it. A section. But hey, at least I got like a lovely purple like uh like uh one of those traditional dresses yeah. with a shawl and Yeah. yeah. Those are and, great. And it was really nice. And I was yeah. like, "Yay, I don't know where I will where I will wear this, but I feel proud. <laughs> I feel proud of it." But alas, I was I felt very discouraged when I I couldn't find a wooden spoon and fork. The only place that I would have known to buy one, you could probably buy one like in a rural areas in a side street somewhere that that's ran by a like a carpenter or a carver, like a like, yeah. a, like an artisan. That's probably the only place you can find it, unless you go to a like a bonafide Filipino souvenir shop, like at a touristy place. Then they might have it, but. Uh, it's I hard to find, find those things though. I did find one in the Philippines, but it was in the airport. Yes, that's that's a good and, place to do it because there's a lot of souvenir well, shops. Unfortunately, because I had to check in both of my bags, <laughs> I didn't have a bag. <laughs> I'm already carrying, you know, food, yeah. and you all know how important food is, you know, oh, when yeah. you go into a flight, especially a long one. Oh yeah, from the Philippines back. I'm surprised you could carry food in the in the. In the oh, airline. I bought like three boxes of pulverone. How the heck did you get away with that Manila? I How? bought a like a Filipino like cloth bag. Oh my gosh! They confiscated my pulverone. I don't know if the dude was hungry, well, or. <laughs> well, I bought. Well, okay, well, these are boxes that were sold at the airport. Yeah. The souvenir stop. Yeah. yeah. Same thing. Like, I don't know it's what they're. Complicated the, still. Yeah, because okay, so when I was when I was back in the Philip when I last time I went to the Philippines. Um. Oh no, this was the second to the last time I went back to the Philippines. I went back there with my oldest brother, right? And our 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 departing like port of our port of i don't know port of exit or i don't know what you would call it mm, yeah right was manila and this was um this was the domestic airport for some reason international flights came out would go out of the domestic airport too apparently um <laughs> like yeah like this wasn't like nino aquino i think this was like terminal three i want to say okay yeah it was like terminal three so so, when I went in, right, and checked my baggage and everything like that, I went to the first checkpoint. Fine, right? Okay. And then we went to the gates and we sat down. And I was like, oh, there's a pulverone shop over there. Let's go get some, right? Oh my gosh. Okay. Like, you could not. They would <laughs> not let you carry pulverone. Like, the only kid, like, a limited quantity of pulveron, right? And it was, like, a stupid little sack. It was, like, what the heck is this? You know, it was... Because, and the reason... And when they confiscated it, because you had to go through a second checkpoint that was mandated by the United States of, the, the United States of America. Oh. Right? So, any, <laughs> anybody it, who was... Yeah, so anybody who was going... Had a direct flight from the Philippines to the U.S., which I did... Because 
I took a flight from Manila to LA. Right? Mm-hmm. They confiscated my Polvorone. So I don't know who I don't know who to blame. Was it really the U.S. or is this guy just hungry? I don't know. <laughs> you know, is the guy just hungry? Yeah, is the security um, guy just hungry? Just want pulverized? I don't know. It's you know. Great. So actually, I think I have pulverized in the freezer. <laughs> Sorry, thank you for the reminder. Pam is and hungry. Then I'm like, I think I have Polvoron in the freezer. I might actually help myself yeah. after this recording. But, so, I just want to give you an update regarding of the Filipino wooden spoon and fork. Sure. I actually found it locally found it. in Minnesota. <laughs> and it is it was through um, a Filipino lady named Lisa. Okay. Um, and she was really nice and she was actually selling um, like, like a parent's inventory. Sure. And I was like, well, I'm on the I'm on the lookout for like a Filipino wooden spoon and fork. You know what that means, right? And then so she's like, "Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, I have all those. I have tiny ones." And I'm like, oh. "The ones that you hang." <laughs> so she was like, "Yes, yes." And I was like, and then she she bought you know pictures of it, and I'm like, "Oh." Oh, yes. she knows what I'm talking Those about. Those are the she ones. She knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Those are the ones that I want. So I met up with her. Um, we introduced ourselves. She was really nice. Um, and in fact, I left with the biggest, the biggest size the that biggest she has. Biggest one. Well, she, there was only one left, and oh. I was like, it's old. <laughs> you know, I didn't even get mine. I have one hanging in my kitchen, right? Mm-hmm. I have a set hanging in my Good. kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You kidding me? I've had that. Th- I mean, even when I was in, um, no, it was one of the first things I hung when I moved into this house was my big spoon, big fork, and mm-hmm. I didn't even buy it in the Philippines. Was it? I online? didn't get that in the Philippines. Like no, Amazon? no. Oh. You know where I got that from? The Minnesota State Fair. See, I think <laughs> it was you bizarre. that told me like if you cannot find it, uh there there's yeah there is like there's a a fair yeah at the minnesota state fair in the bazaar there is a there is a shop there's a there's a stall in the bazaar that's filipino they've got the the dude in the barrel they got the 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 frog the frog croaky thing they have that. Oh yeah. They've got yeah. the water buffalo statues. They got the Philippine eagle, wooden eagle statues, and all this other stuff. Mm. Right. It's a great place to look at. I've, I've been tempted to buy certain things there. Um, but what I I did buy my big spoon, big fork there because when I saw it, I was like, I gotta have that because I don't think I'm ever gonna find it ever again. No. Right. They are quite rare and. Yeah. I don't. I really don't remember like how it came about, how we met, but I think it was through like a local Filipino like Facebook group, mm-hmm. and she just mentioned, "Oh, I'm, I'm selling stuff, you know, if anyone's and looking for some Filipino stuff, let me know." And I was like, "I'm looking for something," and sure, <laughs> sure, uh, she she had what I was looking for, and actually she had other stuff too. Sure, and I actually left it with the wooden spoon and fork and also a wooden like scenery of the tinikling oh yeah yeah 
Yeah, I, want, so I want one of those too. I really kind of want. I need to find one of those. Granted, it was, it was, it was. You could tell it was used, but you know what? I am happy. Yeah. Because I like Demikling. I yep. every time we go to Festival of Nations, R.I.P. Yep. <laughs> um, and That's you know yep. any other Filipino uh, event. People go wild. Yeah. Every time the Tina Queen goes, because yeah. that is a that is yeah. a main thing. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. Yeah. I'm I'm happy. So I'm just saying, you know, no, quest completed. <laughs> Yay! She leveled up. I leveled, <laughs> leveled up. Yay! You leveled up. Yay! Now, the next thing is a where. A, oh, I was gonna say, I, I was gonna say a a last uh, a last Jesus Last Supper picture. Ah, <laughs> uh, let's do about that. Or, or big or big tat a big like rug rug wall. I'm not, uh, that's a bit much. Wall rug. That's a bit much for me. So, hey Edwin. So, do you? Is there a significance besides it being a, uh, a staple in the Filipino household behind the wooden spoon and fork? You know, I don't know. I have no idea. Every My parents had it in their house. My aunts have it. You know, my, my relatives had it in their house. I don't think Irwin has it. My, my, my brother Irwin. I don't think he has it. Which I don't understand why he doesn't have it. But the... Um, I don't know what the significance behind it is. Like, it's just such a Filipino thing. Um, it's even, I mean, it's be, it's becoming like a trope, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, that Filipino households, just, it's like, it's like, it's like there's a piano in your living, a Filipino household has a piano in the living that nobody plays. <laughs> right? Actually, speaking of piano, I just got my piano moved into my new place Sweet. today. Ha. And it's interesting you say, oh, it's a Filipino that nobody plays. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say that it needs it's been a few years overdue for an over, for a tune up. <laughs> it's 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 like the it's like the last supper, you know, picture in the kitchen or the in the daddy room. It's a it's a thing. It's the <laughs> it's the uh what was that? Um Gosh, what the heck was the other? There was a there was another one that I can't I can't remember anymore. But you know, like there's like these like I remember like you know during the days of you know like early internet, you know, with with um you know people were sending out like chain emails, and one of them happened to be like you know you're Filipino when, and there was like all of these like different things that yep. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, that was definitely, you know, it's like that. And one of them was Big Spoon, Big Fork. You could tell that you're in a Philippine kitchen because of the Big Spoon, Big Fork. So. Yeah, so I just did a very quick Google search, and this article by FilipinoEyes.com, yeah. it was posted in 2019 in September. And there's like this snippet of. Of like it's not really etiquette but it's supposed to be like do filipinos <laughs> use spoon and forks in their kitchen and it opens up with the whole like 
In the Philippines, they usually cook their meats to the point where it is easily like pulled apart with a spoon and a fork. Like knives are are not really thing. required. No. Yeah. And well, so it goes into the whole thing, and then all of a, then I did see the big spoon and spork me uh, big fork and spoon meaning, and. This is the little snippet it does. Sure. The big spoon and fork on the wall can be found in many Filipino kitchens. It's a fun fact that even not all Filipinos knows what it stands for. The big spoon and fork on the wall are considered to be a symbol of health, prosperity, tradition, and pride. Huh. It is part of culture in a Filipino household. And then the next section, like right below it, in big cat letters, you must eat. <laughs> You must eat. <laughs> you must eat. Guests are expected to eat a lot. If one oh, yeah. eats a lot, it is seen as a compliment. Yeah. So I guess you could say, us Filipinos, we take meals seriously. Oh, yeah. You know what else is a big compliment? You never leave without this after a thing, or after a, uh, a Filipino gathering that involves food. Right? What, a doggy bag? Yeah. A Tupperware? The lubong. <laughs> you do not you grab the food and bring it home with you because that's, that's the, that is a big compliment okay for all of you who try who are, who are trying to figure this whole thing or like if you're dating a filipino dude or you're dating a filipino you know you know gal gal <laughs> yeah get the pasailo if someone hands you oh you must you must bring home you say yes. You just say yes, <laughs> right? Because it's a it's a compliment, right? The food is so good. You want to bring it home with you. Like, like is. I understand. Like nowadays, it's so easier easy to cater. Yeah. That you know, sometimes you don't want to. You know, the hosting party doesn't want to deal with leftovers. So of course, they'll yeah. be like, "Do you want this food? Because I'm not going to eat all of it." But when it comes to the Filipino mind, back then, I mean, they didn't have catering services. That was mm. all hand cooked. Yeah. You got to be rich to have a in, catering service. <laughs> in the kitchen. Yeah. So when you say, hey, can I take this home? You're basically saying your hard work is really noticeable. Yeah. And I really like what you did. And it basically renders, you know, the cook or whoever prepared the food. Yeah, it's a compliment. Well, all that time. Yeah. Rewarded. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, yeah. So um, if anyone has any more information regarding the big spoon and fork, <laughs> uh, I mean, send it our way. Yeah. We're about stumped. But I honestly think that it is the whole good luck. Uh, yeah. May you never go hungry kind of thing. Yeah. You know? I I mean I, it's one of my, it's one of my favorite things in my kitchen, you know, is my big spoon, big fork. Because everybody, everybody who goes and you know comes over to my house, they see it, you know, and they ask about. It. I was like, what the heck is you know, it's it's really <laughs> and it's got carvings and stuff like that. It's really nice. Well, the carvings um, are cool too because yeah. each uh, like it's big unique. spoon and fork have different carvings. Yeah. And I'm like, Okay. Yeah, cool. I might get a bigger one next time I go to the Philippines. I'm gonna see if I can try to get a bigger one. Oh, don't don't make this into the whole. 
who has the biggest <laughs> no <laughs> no because i just i mean i like that i have a lamp <clears throat> that is in my family room right and i love this lamp it was given to me and it came from the philippines and it's carved out of nara wood right anybody who's filipino mm. you know what nara wood right this it's the it's the hard thing that basically is bulletproof <laughs> a lot of doors are made out of it in the Philippines. And okay. um, and it's carved. And it shows a scene of, like, agriculture in the Philippines. So there's, like, a water buffalo there. There's a rice palace. It goes all the way around, mm. right? It's one of my favorite pieces in my house because just of that. It's so Filipino. You know, and the, and the lampshade itself is made out of shell. It's made out of uh oh, cool. Yeah, it's made out of uh um like um yeah, like seashells. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. like really thin ones, right? You've seen those like really thin ones that Oh the ones that like those hanging decorations. Yeah. 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 And it's one of my favorite things and I love it. I'll never get rid of it. And it broke once the the lamp inside of it, the actual like lamp mechanism inside of it broke once. Guess what? I fixed it because <laughs> it's you know it's just one of those things um but i like wooden carvings um mm. like especially when it comes to like filipino like local filipino woods i always go to yeah. a, i always go to like a like a wood carver in the philippines like i always go to like stop by and see what's you know the artisans over there because it's mm -hmm. so cool what they're doing but <sighs> Anyways, that's why I want a big swarm big swarm because I kind of want one that's a bit more ornate than one I have. Yeah. <laughs> so, so. Anyways. So I don't know. So I got two wooden carvings in the for my new place. No. Yep. And I'm thinking that the next one won't necessarily be a wooden carving. I would like one of those, like they're made all of shells. It's, oh. it's that decoration that hangs from the wall. Yeah, I have one of those. From the ceiling. Yeah. And it's it's usually, like, the ones that I like are the most intricate shells. Yep. That, you that like, if you're going to transport it, like, have a ton of bubble wrap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But yeah. I have one of those I'm, in my living room, and... Um, those are really cool. I've seen people, like, people who come over to my house, they see that thing, and it's just, it's just one of those things that, that, um, you know, my mom, it used to be my mom's, and my mom has the other one, or my mom used to have the other one. Um, I don't know exactly where the heck it went, but I have the one that's supposed to be, like, a lamp. You're supposed, there's supposed to be, like, a, oh. a bulb inside of it, and it, and it, you know, like, you turn on the light, and it, and it like you know, it'll um, glow. It'll yeah. glow, and it's all made out of shells. All made of like little small little conch shells and and other kinds. And yeah, those are cool. Those are hard to find. <laughs> those are really those uh, are well, hard to I, find. I would not want to buy it from the Philippines yeah. and then have it ship here because I'm pretty sure something is gonna break. You're gonna have That's to. Just... You're gonna have to. DHL it over here, LBC it or whatever, but whether they have, you know. Yeah, I mean, the only way. or I mean, because right now we're 
we're under the burr months. You know what yeah. that means. Yep, it's it's we already gotta, Christmas. We gotta we gotta <laughs> get all our holiday gear. Yep. So and I I still have that. Um, Do you still have your star kit? Yeah, I still have the kit. Yes. I gotta From get one. CSFA. I need to get one. I want to get like, my brother knows where to get like the the, the really you know, like the ones that are made out of like, like stained glass. Ooh, those are fancy. Yeah, because my brother has one, and he told me apparently someone has it here. Like they sell it during the burr months. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, speaking of like fancy, I just want to let you know. And anyone else, then this is going to be a huge uh, local event. So, Edwin, do you want to? Yeah. Okay. Olivia Rodrigo is coming to Minnesota. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, that's right. Did you get tickets? It's in, it's in March. So, funny. No. What? I did not. I did not. I was. Guess which. Guess what lucky number I was in the queue. Oh no. 3,448. You're going to have to and call so, the radio stations. I, <laughs> see, we were talking about like certain ways to earn like a little extra money. And so I waited. Yeah. Like, at least a half an hour not really an hour but at least a half an hour sure <clears throat> when i when it was finally my turn majority of the graph was, was grayed out oh so the only way that i could guarantee a ticket was standing room ga nope <laughs> For four hundred ninety-five dollars. Nope. And I that's was hard, like, "That's a hard." Okay, pass for I understand me. there that those prices aren't like Taylor Swift eccentric, but like, <laughs> if I was probably younger, like a kid, yep, I would be like sold. But I am, I know my limits, and my accounting brain could yep. not, for the life of me justify that price yeah i can't do like, it i mean first of all standing room if i'm gonna pay 495 dollars for tickets i want a freaking seat and <laughs> like and it's interesting because i was like i literally just was like staring at my screen for like five minutes thinking about it doing all this mental gymnastics <laughs> like is this really worth it Am I really going to enjoy it for this price? <laughs> and none of my brain was like, oh, yeah, you're going to enjoy it. I'm like, no, I'm not. So, but, but while I was there, there were some, like, solo open seats that slowly opened up, like, yeah. around. Oh, yeah. And, oh, and they were, as soon as I clicked on one. It was gone. It was gone. I'm like, yeah. You're gonna have to call the radio stations, Pam. You're gonna have to call a big KDWB. That's the only way. That's the only way. You're gonna have to call KS95 or whatever. You're gonna, you're gonna need to call the radio stations in town for, for tickets. You're gonna be the, you're gonna be the tenth caller, and you better know the phrase that pays or whatever. 
It would be interesting if, like, the radio station was like, order your, or get in line. If you be the tenth caller, make sure that you like, or like, text in a six one two blah 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 blah. You know, gosh, I I Isn't just that can't. five or six A's. Oh, I. <laughs> I'm just, I hate jumping through hoops just to get tickets. I can't do it. I just can't. I, like, and I can't do standing room. Like I've done standing room when I was a you know when I was like, you know like freshman year of college essentially. You know and I did standing room. I told myself this sucks. I'm never gonna do this again. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like this, this it was not fun and. And we were standing room and I was very close to one of the speakers and. Oh no. Yeah, and it was it was I had the biggest oh my gosh. I felt like I was like this must be what a migraine feels like, you know? <laughs> like <laughs> you know, it was like that. It wasn't Did you Did you bring headphones or not headphones um earplugs? Earplugs? No, because I was a freshman in college. I, I oh, didn't know what boy. I was doing. Oh boy. You know? Rookie mistake. Nope. I was a rookie. I was a freshman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying everybody <laughs> makes the mistake. Um but yeah, every time like when me and my boyfriend like spot like a band that we know. Yeah. Like preferably we would like somewhere to sit. And granted some some venues do, some don't. Yeah. But it's like we I am willing to pay the extra X amount of dollars for a seat. For a seat. Yeah. Please. Yeah. I yeah, and I think it's worth it, right? But four hundred and ninety-five dollars. <laughs> I have lot. to admit my limits. That's a lot. Okay. I am not in my twenties anymore. I'll I'll wait I'll wait for the I'll I'll wait for the HBO special. Let's <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, you this is the only way to view Taylor Swift is through the movie theater. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll wait for the I'll wait for the the Kennedy Center special on PBS or something. I don't know. <laughs> right, right. It's like, but even so, like, even the movie theater like versions of those concerts, yeah. like for Taylor Swift or whatever, they're yeah. gonna be sold out. Yeah, that's that that is that is true. But, there's but at always, least you're seated. Yeah. At, well, there's always going to be the DVD that comes out. So, or the, yes. <laughs> the Blu-ray. Yes. So. And in that, you can get behind the scenes stuff and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you get all the extras. I am justifying that it pays to wait sometimes. <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo, though. Ooh. I'm just trying. I'm trying to. Um, I'm trying to justify in my mind that it's okay, Pam. It's just not this concert. Not this time. Wait until she gets bigger. <laughs> like you're gonna wait until she You're gonna wait until she, she does the, the She does the, the platinum the, like No, I was like oh, you're gonna wait until she she does the casino tour? <laughs> <laughs> she goes to Mystic Lake or something or or or, or Greg Casino. <laughs> 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 probably not wait that long but um but yeah i i mean there's only so much i i'm willing to do but 
if anyone else got lucky enough for Olivia Rodrigo tickets, please enjoy it for me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, like, she only has, what, two albums, and yeah. they're all, like, instant hits. Yeah. I've been listening to the second album on repeat for days. I gotta say, I, I, I will admit, I will make a confession here, I've never heard of a Olivia Rodrigo song. It's okay. It's on Spotify. I'm yeah. I'm sure, right? I just, (laughs) I, it's the same reason why like I I have not heard. Well, I've heard certain Taylor Swift songs, right? It's more of her earlier stuff, but not any of her like whatever the heck she just released in her new era, Eras tour or whatever. I don't know. I, I. I took a listen to that album and yeah, it's all right. But I think what grabs me for Olivia Rodrigo, despite the fact that she's half Filipino, yeah, is the fact that I think if you combine Taylor Swift with like the punk rock chick but, of Avril Lavigne, yeah, that's what isn't that what she is? Yeah, yeah. you have her. Yeah, and Uh-oh. I think. I think Taylor Swift is a little bit too clean image. Well, she used for to be. Me. She used to be country. She used to be country. Yeah. And that's okay. I'm I'm a casual country music fan, but don't don't like ask if you dig blah blah blah. And I'm like I I don't know who who's hot in country right now. <laughs> I say the twangier the better. If I'm gonna listen to country, I want to freaking listen to country. Get like out the, the sadder, steel. The better. No, get out the steel guitar and start singing about their pickup trucks and oh. <laughs> you know, like I want it like I want like the twangiest Alan Jackson, whatever. Just <laughs> that's <laughs> I can't stand I can't stand like rock country or or what is that like pop country? I can't do it. Just <laughs> and I know Taylor not- Swift came from that world, but. You know, just, but you're going to have to call this the, the radio stations, Pam. That's all this. Okay, fine. <laughs> anyone want to help me? If anyone, like, needs a plus one, I mean, hit me up at Legend, at the Legend Creators Facebook page. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give, yeah, um... Send some kindness to Pam. Do, do, do Pam some kindness. <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, we're gonna move on. <laughs> but keep yeah. us keep us posted, Pam. See if you actually get Red Radio. I mean, was it March? That's a long way. So I so, don't listen so to radio. Ways. That's the thing. Like I listen to Spotify, and they don't well, do radio well, stuff. Well, you're gonna have to. It's 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 one oh one point three, it's one zero one point that's a megahertz channel. It's one zero one point three. Yeah, I know and what a radio <laughs> is and I know what KDWB is. <laughs> I that's how I watch Psy. You know, the oh, Korean yeah. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. I saw him live at a concert you because did? it was Yeah, he oh was one of the artists at a jingle ball. Oh when, yes. I've been the one. He was the very last one. There were no background lights oh. or fancy, but it's just him and four backup dancers. Nice. That's it. And he performed that Gangnam style like twice. 
That isn't was that, when it was like hot. Isn't that the only thing he sings? I don't know. I that's the only thing I know. No, he sings. From. He sings other songs. I follow. Okay. I follow him and other K-pop groups. But the thing is, though, it's kind of formulaic with What's, him. Oh yeah. Well, so is his so. I mean, I don't know. I Korean K-pop to me is is a. It's one of those pools I have not put my toe into. <laughs> so it's not for everyone. I will. I yeah. will admit it's not for everybody. Yeah, I'm, I know. Especially the bubble pop. Oh, like BTS? No. No, like bubble pop is more aimed like at like girls. Okay. It's it's the very bouncy rhythms. The if their video is like all pink uh, or something it's, and that's... they're talking about something sweet maybe about ice cream maybe why am i why am i picturing my little pony all of a sudden well if it makes you think of my little <laughs> pony it's probably bubble pop oh my gosh okay <laughs> that's uh, okay that's fine i know people are into it i i i cannot you know just I've not dipped my toe in that pool. I don't know if I ever will, so <laughs> we'll, uh, it's okay. we'll leave it at that. Um, sweet. Okay, so March, Olivia Rigo, Pam's going to start listening to, to Terrestrial Radio <laughs> and try to get tickets. Well, we'll find out later if, she, if she's successful. Uh, shall we Is move on? Up? Well, yeah, one more thing to talk about, don't we? Just one more thing. Yeah. So, what Evan, you read a about? thing. I read a thing. You read a thing. Because I read the thing that you were reading. Yes. <laughs> and Pam, do you want to introduce us since you have the book back? <laughs> I do. I do have the book. Yeah. Um, I have it right in front of me. So, I don't know which episode number it was, but I, I stumbled upon this book. It's graphic memoir by Lorena Mappa called and it's a graphic novel mm-hmm. it's called Duran Duran Imelda Marcos and me um it's a, it's a very nice mix it, it, it is very nice mix my boyfriend looked at it and he was also like huh and then I was like you'll get it after I reread it <laughs> <laughs> um unfortunately I I didn't really reread it in its like extensively. Sure. But I did like page through it and be like, oh yeah, that that happened, yeah, and, and all that stuff. Yeah. But I want I was wondering what your thoughts were on the book. I mean it talked about it talked about Edsa, right? That whole entire time back in the early eighties, you know, mid to early eighties in the Philippines. If you guys don't know what Edsa is, it's think of it as Think of it as, uh, um, I guess what you could say, like, revolutionary reform. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is when, like, Ninoi Kino came into light and that whole entire, you know, incident over at the International Airport and students blocking and many other people blocking, like, you know, EDSA, which is the, which is like a main thoroughfare in, like, in Manila. Mm-hmm. And um, 
Actually, Edsa is like in front of like the military base, I think. That's what I can remember. I'm not, yeah. I'm not sure. Um, but anyway, yeah. Anyways, the my first impressions of it is it gives a really good history in the eyes of the you know like the like not the you know like the stereo like the the typical Filipino because I don't think the author is a typical Filipino, right? Because she comes from a rich family, essentially a political family, and um, like they were talking about, like, like you know, she comes from a family of you know, like, was it like one of her uncles is an entertainer, like a really famous entertainer, and her, her ma, you know, her, like they're like heirs to yeah, their grandma's like an heir to like a you know like a like a like a wealthy was it like a plant like a like a farm like a plantation or something like that or all i know is that the grandmother was like the matriarchy yeah the matriarch of all matriarchy yeah Yeah, exactly right and so i don't think it's really like as you know it kind of gives a glimpse of like the author's family because the family was in the middle of the edsa sort of in the middle of the Edsa Rebellion because they were in politics. Mm-hmm. And she talks about, like, within her own family, because people were, like, for Marcos. People were against Marcos. They were for Aquino at the time. And there was, like, I remember when she was talking about, like, when Aquino was assassinated, you know, and that whole entire deal within her family and the, and what you know, what, what came about that you know I remember like I remember like it you know that I don't exactly know where my, I know my, my, my parents side was like in the Aquino part of it right because we we're sort of like we weren't there when this whole thing happened we we're just leaving the Philippines when this whole thing happened Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a very, very big deal. And when people finally, when, when, when the Marcoses got exiled to Hawaii, because, you know, thanks to the Reagan administration here in the United States, they got into Malacanian Palace and they found out where their money was going, <laughs> you know, their mm-hmm. tax dollars was going. And it was, you know, it's, I, you know, I remember seeing videos of that, like old, like Filipino vi- news videos and people are going into Malacanian Palace for the first time and see how the Marcos lived with like, like, it kind I mean, I would pretty much say like it made, you know, it, it was such a night and day difference of how people were really living versus like how the government elite was, was, was living. Yeah. You know? But it was, you know, it was, it was really interesting how, how, uh, you know, that she was, you know, she was growing up in this world and that, um, you know, and she was talking about her family dynamic too. Like her mom was like the strict one. Her dad was like the one you went to, <laughs> the fun you know, parent. yeah. So the fun parents, you know, and the whole thing is sort of. 
the whole thing is, you know, the arcing, the arcing narrative for the entire story is her, her dad dying in an yes. accident, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's how she sort of like reflects back to how she lived, which I gotta tell you, I know how she felt because I went through that when my, when my parents died. You know, yeah. it's one of the reasons why I like doing this podcast because I really reflect on, on Filipino life. Um, and I mean, it, I, I, I really could, I could really relate to, I could really relate to what she was going through, um, mm-hmm. with that. And I like the whole entire thing. What was that like with a, with a pool that never got filled because her parent, her, her grandmother found God. Oh, yeah. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> well, actually, I don't want to say it because I, I I do want my uh, the readers to yeah remain curious of it, but when it <laughs> I kind of found the whole like sh- like she went into some theories of how come the country of the Philippines d- didn't like turn out to be like the like the u.s like southern belt yeah like how why is there a night and day difference between the two and so she has a couple theory a few theories and i'm like eh. and oh, i i'm pretty sure it was all her opinion mm-hmm. it's a memoir but yeah it is it is a memoir and i i do think that she did it you know in a very art you know a very good way mm-hmm. um and she even ended she even ended it with the whole oh this is how she's processing her grief yeah through you know creating recreating these stories mm-hmm. and and making pictures and all and and i i <clears throat> this is the reason why i lent it to you because i I know that you had to go through, you know, your loss. Mm-hmm. And so I just was wondering, you know, how that made you feel and it, and the reason why it took me such a long time to read this book because it was so it was too fresh. Mm. You know, and yeah. when I first started reading I was like, oh, "Okay, I know where this is going and I I got to put this down, right?" But when I finally picked it up and actually read through it, it was, that's how I sort of process, that's kind of how I process grief. And when I went to, when I went to the Philippines, right, for my mom's funeral and, you know, went, you know, in case people haven't heard, you know, I went back to the Philippines in a very quick succession, (laughs) you know, in the past, Yeah. you know. In the late, you know, 2019s, early 20, you know, 2020s, right before, in fact, you know, I almost got stuck in the Philippines because of COVID. Um, it sort of, I mean, you cannot help but reflect your past yeah. when someone like that, you know, someone who has so much influence when how you grew up, right, is no longer, you know. I can't just like call my parents yeah. or whatever, right? So you you have you know we reflect. In fact, 
you know, that's what my brothers and I were doing. We were really reflecting on how we grew up and, you know, and, and how we sort of became to be what we were, what we are now. Yeah. Um, and it's, and we were, I mean, we were talking, you know, we talk about like, you know, I can't, you know, like why we went here to the United States and how we, you know, what, what, why, you know, what life is like in the Philippines, why my parents sent me to the Philippines multiple times, you know, mm-hmm. you know, to, you know, because, you know, it was one of those things that was really important for my parents to not forget where the heck I came from. You know? Yeah. My brothers grew up in the Philippines. I barely grew up in the Philippines, right? So, you know, it was, it's, it's one of those things where what she was talking about really reflected on, you know, like, yeah, that's how you, you know, it wasn't really a surprise to me in the book. That's how she was. Cause I sort of, you know, I did it too. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, um, it was quite interesting because when they were, she was talking about the Marcos, when, you know, when the Marcos regime was happening in the early, you know, during that time, that 16-year period that he was, quote-unquote, the president of the Philippines, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, my parents were dealing with the NPA in southern Mindanao, right? We were dealing with, with you know, communist, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you know, guerrilla militias in the in the Philippine army in our own in our own town. Yeah, you know, and it's sort of you know I re- I reflect that you know that you know our house. I remember my my parents told me that our house in the Philippines because it was like one of the newer houses and was the one of the well built houses because it was made out of stone and concrete and the fact that we had a a stone and concrete fence all around the perimeter mm-hmm. was it was yeah. like a designated safe zone for the entire like neighborhood like if the if the if the if the rebels come down from the mountains go you know you know go to you know go you know go to this house right yeah and so we had to deal with that when you know we were you know when when i was a little kid and my my brothers were like what 10 12 years old you know it was it really, it, it, I was, I was seeing, I was starting to see parallels in the, mm. in her narrative. And, um, I don't know, that's, that's how I got out of it. Like, yeah, that, that was a memoir, you know, based on, you know, what she remembers growing up, mm-hmm. you know, because she was sort of, you know, she, she was sort of, you know, trying to grieve and that was the way that she grieved and that was, and you know, my my wife will tell me that I was doing that a lot. You know, so mm-hmm. it's. I was, I was also looking for like because I was born here. Yeah. And so, to me, picking up this book, it was to like be like, oh, that's interesting, but I wanted your opinion because you were there. Mm-hmm. Like you grew up in the Philippines, and um, you you moved you moved before the Marcos came to power. 
No, no, we moved after. We were like in the middle. We okay. moved right before Edsa happened. <laughs> like Okay. Edsa happened like like within like was it like 19 actually it sort of started like in the early 80s and then ended up in like and then, in yeah, 1987 1986 yeah so we when it was just happening when we left in fact mm -hmm. it was kind of it was a little bit eerie because i remember like when you know akino got shot we were at that airport like we were at that terminal <laughs> oh you know oh my <clears throat> yeah so, you know, it wasn't called Nino Aquino International. It was just called, you know, it was called Airport. Manila Manila International at the time, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah. But that was, you know, I still remember to this day that I was so fascinated with the, with the military aircraft because it was all over the airport during uh -huh. that time. Yeah. And I thought, I remember, like, I remember, like, when I was a kid, I was like, are we taking one of those? <laughs> you know? <laughs> wow! Because they had propellers and everything like that. I was just, I was like, I was a dumb kid. I was like, oh, they had propellers or other. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's a, that's a more interesting plane than, than, what is this? You know, it has no propellers. <laughs> was it, was it true that, um, when you got, they reported that there were actual two bodies? Um, because one is supposedly the assassinator or whatever. I remember. I don't remember. I don't remember any of that because I wasn't really into the Edsa thing until quite recently. Like my parents knew mm -hmm. about it, my my aunts knew about it. You know, they they all knew about it because it was such a big deal in the Philippines, and we had family there, and we had family who were politicians there, mm -hmm. right? Um, uh, albeit, you know, we didn't really have anybody in like the, what we would consider federal government here, like in the, you know, the, you know, but we had politicians in the, you know, where I live that were relatives of mine. Um, okay. you know, and I don't really, I mean, I'd love to talk to them and ask them, you know, like, how do you felt when it was happening? You know, because it was... It was a really big deal, and I'm sure, like, a lot of them were, you know, pro and anti-Marcos, you know. I don't know yeah. which one they were standing on, but, you know, it would be a, it would, it would be a nice, like, it, I'd, I'd love to have those conversations with my relatives next time I go back. You know. Well. So. Well, it would be interesting, like, if you were to, you know talk to said relatives yeah. of how it was then and how they feel about you know having a Marcos as a president right now you know the crazy thing is I, as far as I can tell within my own like you know my own relatives there yeah they're pro Marcos <laughs> as far as I can tell and it's really weird you know like I, it's just it's just weird to me that that um you know why that is you know and I, here's the thing i don't live there so i have no idea what what people are really thinking you know i'm not a political yeah. analyst or anything like that in the philippines you know um as far as you know because we're we're sort of seeing it from the outside right 
Right. So we're getting our news right. from whatever we can get, right? Um, but as far as I can tell, you know, um, anybody who was sort of like for Duterte is like for Marcos. Okay. You know, and I don't know because I don't know if that's because they sort of have a similar platform, you know, albeit as far as I can tell, I kind of feel like if I were to choose between Duterte and Marcos, I'd probably pick Marcos. Yeah. <laughs> you I know, agree. he hasn't, as far as I can tell, he hasn't really done anything egregious, you know? Right. And that might be because he's, you know, he's under the limelight of being a Marcos. And if yeah. he's truly sincerely saying that, I don't want to be my dad, you know? Well, it could also <laughs> be a performance, too. It could be. I don't know. I mean, again, we're not there. We don't know, like, you know, like... Like, I mean, how long ago was the election? Oh, my gosh. 22? No, no. The For the new... For this president? Yeah, I think he's... Oh, was it... Was it just a year? I think so. All right. Because, yeah, because I did ask my parents who, who are, you know, living in the Philippines right now. Like, they had their, you know, reservations. Yeah. You know. Which is understandable. A, well, <laughs> you know? son of a dictator? Meh, yeah. I don't know. I, But, like, like I asked them not too long ago. It's like, well, how is it, how is, how is it now? Like, and they're like... You know, he's not that bad. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he hasn't like, done anything... Okay. Yeah, I mean... I, to me, you know, I'm, I always stand on the firm ground that something's got to change in the Philippines, you know? Especially mm -hmm. the... Especially, like, the social politics of it. I mean, there is sort of like this... It's always been like this aura in the Philippines because they've got so many... They've had corruption issues, Right. They've had, oh, yeah. yeah, they've had strongman issues. They've had, you know, and a lot of that is, I feel like it's their attempt. I think it's like the, like the Filipino people's attempt to find some kind of change in the Philippine government. Because a lot of the stuff that happens there doesn't really flow down and affect, you know, or like has like a, like a, like a, in, what do you call it? Like the unintended consequence, <laughs> you know, for the people yeah. who are in the for the people in the on the bottom. Yeah. And so, all I can do is you know, since you know, again, I don't live there. I'm not a voting citizen in the Philippines. You know. Yeah. Um, is that? I hope you know. I hope. All the best for the Philippines because hey, I'd like to go there again someday. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Without you know I just don't want it to turn into certain you know, certain other countries that we're very familiar with. You know. Right now, tourism, it's A okay, you know, go to Palawan Island, go to El Nido, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Cotinas is still down there. In fact they're opening up a there's another place apparently that they're eyeing as a as a as one of the ten greatest beaches, and it's in somewhere in like Mindanao, <laughs> in northern uh -huh. Mindanao. So I'm kind of like, ooh, I wonder which one that is. 
Yeah. So, um, another another aspect about this, uh, one before we, um, before anything. So, she she covered on what it was like, like growing up. You know, with her family members and mm -hmm. everything, uh, dealing with all the strict religious uh, relatives <laughs> and. Yep. And um, she even mentioned something about going through kind of like a tomboyish phase and getting hooked on certain music, hence mm -hmm. the Duran Duran portion of yep. it. Um, she was forced to wear a dress. She didn't want to. Yeah, she, and yep. ruined the wedding photos of that event. Yeah. Um, I mean, how, how? What are your thoughts on those? How? How do how does like reflecting on on that make you feel? Um, I can see, okay. So most definitely, if I mean because she's going against the grain, right? Especially for a traditional family. Yeah. I grew up in a traditional family, traditional Filipino family, right? Mm -hmm. To the point where. My, you know, to the point where, you know, we had a priest in the family that said uh -huh. family mess on occasion, right? Um, uh, what else? They, you know, everybody went to, you know, everybody went to, to mass on Sunday, right? And yeah. everybody went through... Baptism, communion, reconciliation, you know, reconciliation and confirmation and what have you. Like, right? You did the, you did the whole nine yards. Yeah, you know, right. Right. And being like, let's just say there's what sh what this person, you know, what what the author did when she was a kid happened in my own family. Okay. Okay. I'm not gonna name names. <laughs> All right. Of course. Right. But they have my own family, and it was similar reactions. <laughs> right. It was similar reactions. It's it is because because there's a tradition that people follow because that is the way. Being a Catholic is part is part of the cult is is you know heavily part of the culture of your family. Right. Whether you like it or not. Whether you like it or not. She said something. 80, 80 plus percent of the people in the Philippines are Catholic. Yep. There are people take federal holidays in the Philippines aligned with the, with, with Catholic traditions. Right. Yep. So when, you know, you go against that grain, it's, you know, you're going to get reactions and she went against that grain. Albeit. I'm glad to see that it's changing in the Philippines, right? Again, Philippines is becoming more receptive to LGBTQ. Mm -hmm. That was not, yeah. I mean, seriously, like, I, I mean, I'm, geez, I mean, I remember, I mean, I wouldn't know how my family react if any of my relatives was LGBTQ. Right, I wouldn't know. <laughs> like, I'd be scared for that person. Right, back in well, the day. That, 
<laughs> that could that could be something that we could discuss yeah. in a, another episode. Yeah. Most likely for Pride Month. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But yeah, I mean that's that's my reaction about it. That yeah, like that you're gonna get a reaction, especially your family's tradition. Very traditional, right? Matriarch. There's like a hierarchy. She was talking about this hierarchy. You know? Yeah. And that is very true in in my family. There was a hierarchy. I don't know if it's it's more blurred now, I think, but we still have a matriarch in my family. You yeah. That seems so. to be true about, you know, me too. Yeah. My mom kind of run ran everything. She yeah. was the one that paid everything, scheduled everything, dictated what, you know, what the family's doing or whatever. Yep. And if we were in serious trouble or we weren't listening to her, oh, you would know. Dad about would it. be, dad would be the disciplinarian. Yeah, it's because it's like, mm mm. <laughs> yeah, it's a. When I was a kid, I was having a tough time, sort of like, making my parent, my my friends understand this part of it. Like, especially when I was in high school, was that in the United States, it's very much nuclear, right? Yeah. Mom, pop, kids in a household. The household is like the centerpiece, right? Mm-hmm. In the Philippines, that's not the case. It's a very much an extended open family, right? Like, there's a reason why my my family had a compound in the Philippines. <laughs> you know, because when it, when you moved when you moved here to the U.S. Yeah, like. Did you have to live with another family or an extended family? Oh, very much so for the first couple of couple of years. See, like that was that that was also my family too yeah. when they immigrated here, and I, I I mean I don't really understand the situation then. Yeah. However, I'm guessing that you know because you know they couldn't afford like yeah anything else yeah. It was just easier to live, like, have other family members live with you, or you live yeah. with other family members. Yeah. Because I remember, like, it at the old house, you know, my parents' old house mm-hmm. here in Minnesota. Um, I remember inviting some of my elementary school uh, friends over, and they were like confused as to why we have two different like fridges, two stoves. Like one in on each floor, and I yeah. tried to explain to them. Well, my grandmother and aunt lived down here, and I was like, and they're like very perplexed, like, oh, yeah. how many people live here? And I was like, well, my question is, how are you not utilizing all the rooms, you know, that's in your house? Yeah. Like, I thought that was just common knowledge, but apparently no, it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's not, and it's 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 a very it's a culture clash sometimes, especially with my friends. Where we had our we had our my aunt and my, my I had two aunts and my uncle live in the same house, and we lived in a house that's no bigger than the house I live in now, right? It was a small house when I was growing up. We managed to fit nine people in that house, you know. And in a house that's no bigger than 1,500 square feet. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But we made it work because that's what we did. That we were a very extended family. The matriarch 
the patriarch of my mom's side of the family was living with us. And guess oh, wow. who? Guess who? Guess <laughs> guess who controlled? Right. I remember getting in trouble when I was a kid by my mom, and the person who settled things down was the patriarch of the family. I think my mom. <laughs> I feel like my mom would have. My mom would have like killed me when I did when I was a kid. But my, you know, the patriarch of the family like stepped in. And told her what's what. And it was, it was, it, it was a thing. And yeah. But you always, but the thing is, like, you always lived with when you when you first came here in the United States, is that we always lived with either the mate, the like the the oldest person in the family, whether it was my mom's side or my dad's side. Mm-hmm. We lived with my dad's side, the oldest person in my dad's side of the family who lived here in the, in the United States for the first couple months, and then we moved to my mom's side the oldest person on my mom's side who lived here in the United States and that was like you know that was the thing until we find our own found our own place but you know what when we found our own place guess who was coming over all the time <laughs> <laughs> you know we always had we always had meals we've always had food on the table just in case someone would come over and eat well, there you go. Yeah. The big, the big wooden spoon and fork. <laughs> yeah. My, it was, my aunt would come over for for whatever reason. My uncle would come over for whatever reason. You know, it was, it was, there was always someone at my house at any given day. And, mm-hmm. you know, or we were over at their house for whatever reason. Right. And yeah. it wasn't like, and it wasn't like a celebration. I was like, it's someone's birthday or it's someone's getting married. It wasn't like that. We're just there. No, it's just a Tuesday. <laughs> it was just Tuesday. We just went there because, hey, let's hang out, whatever the heck. Right? That's how it was. It was almost like we were bringing the comp, you know, that compound mentality from the Philippines back to the United States. Right? Yeah. And, you know, and that's how we, that's how we sort of like, I mean, family meetings, it wasn't a household family meeting. It was an extended family meeting. Yep. <laughs> right? Yep. And that's all, yeah, it's to the whole entire thing, which she was talking about, you know, like, you know, people going, they had to go over to, to the dad's side of the family, you know, for whatever reason, and they couldn't miss it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. So, um, so overall, I mean, would you recommend this book? I think it's a good read for anybody who wants to explore what growing up a Filipino is like, especially in the Philippines, you know? Yeah. Like, I would say, yeah, have Matt read this because he'll probably like get an understanding where, where where you're coming from, right? I honestly think that the biggest takeaway from this book is the Amelda Marcos yeah. part yep. of it because you know, it uh, Marcos is a, is still a hot topic oh, yeah. in both the Philippines and amongst Filipinos here in the US. Yeah. Um and in this way this is this is a great way of trying to explain to those that d- aren't aware of the Marcos regime of just why is this a big deal yeah what the heck happened and why they like why is it a thing (laughs) yeah yeah like 
How bad was it, really? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I remember telling. I remember telling my. Bad. I remember telling one of my one of my coworkers. You know, I don't know how Edsa came up. It was like, it's like yeah, it kind of makes. It was like not to get political here, right? I don't, I don't yeah. know where the heck it, was. it kind of makes Trump and Trump Tower look like. I mean, Disneyland. It, it kind of <laughs> make it kind of makes look like Trump was in the poorhouse with his golden toilet. Yeah, that's that's how bad it was. Because <laughs> Marcos did a lot. Yeah. That you know Trump didn't do. Yeah. So in that case, I I kind of understand that that thinking. Yeah, it's it was bad. And <laughs> and it's and especially during the new Broadway show here, was it Here Lies Love? Yeah. Where they it's centered around Imelda Marco, Marcos. Yep. And so, again, this book helps helps to reiterate why that is a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even now, like, like as much as I want to see, you know, that the, show. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing, as far as I can tell, right, and this is just me, the only thing that people know Imelda Marcos is is because of her shoes. Yep, and... <laughs> There's a reason for that, though. It wasn't. I mean, she, it was. She wasn't just an average shoe collection collector. There's a reason why she has all those shoes and how she got those shoes. You know. I, I believe the mansion is still up, right? The mansion that they owned. Is it still so. there as a museum? I'm not quite sure. I mean, okay. Malakanyam Palace is still there, obviously, right? Okay. But that's where, I mean, I mean, there's, I don't know if the mansion that they were exiled at in the Hawaii is still there. I don't know. I, I quite honestly don't know, like, the, uh, like, the aftermath of the Marcos regime. The only, I mean, the, I mean, it's, it is, yeah, this book is a big, the Melda part is a big part because it had, what was it? Like, the, ch- the middle chunk of this book was all about that, like was all about the Marcoses and that Marcos appointed like his relatives to be like Ministry of Finance, you know, the treasurer and all this other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. It was a family affair for them. It was a, was a governor of the Philippines. So, yeah. But. So, yeah. So, again, the book is called Duran Duran Amelda Marcos and Me. Yep. By Lorena Lorena Mapa. Yeah. So, I don't know where you can you get can it. Can you get it, it at Amazon? Uh, no, it was through a bookstore, like a local bookstore. Like it oh. was in like a bargain bin. Oh. So, but when I saw like Imelda Marcos, I was like, wait, what? What? <laughs> it's a good find. And, it literally is a good find. I mean. And, yeah, I mean, and I did not know it was a Filipino memoir. No. Yep. Until I was like, oh. Okay, and yeah, immediately I, I saw references to the twelve-hour difference between the two places, or the many uses of chinelas, or. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I did like that too. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, if if you want to 
oh, an easy read. Yeah. Uh, pick up the graphic novel. Yep. I, I I do say graphic novel, but you know what? In my opinion, it's very wordy. It's a that's a graphic novel. I would or say that's a graphic novel. Yeah. Um. I mean, have you ever read like was a Miller? Um, crap. Cause, Miller, cause, or whatever. They... Yeah, because there's mm. like you would think like a graphic novel oh, it's just a long comic book and I'm like no 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 not really it's very hard to explain the historical context of what's going on just through pictures yeah so sh she has to explain it using yeah. words yep there's a lot of narrative bubbles yes this, so so it but it's a worthy read in yeah. my opinion it so. is but yeah go pay, try to find it um Jeez, I don't know where you could find it. Again, Pam bumped into this essentially. I bumped into it, so <laughs> I guess you could start Amazon. Amazon. Although I would suggest hitting up a local bookstore. Yeah, or go that world was it World Cat? Your local library has a World Cat. You could probably find out where it's if it's still published. Huh. So well, there you go. Yep. Yeah. So there you go. Good find, Pam. Um, <laughs> So I think that's gonna end it for us. We've been running and you know running up <laughs> running up about this book. I am running out of steam yeah. very quickly. So we better get going here. Um so I'm gonna play this. There it is. So yeah, hit us a line if you wanna talk about life in the Philippines, um growing up in the Philippines, we grew up there. If you have any questions about my life, I mean without going into crazy detail hit me a line you can find me at um diy edwin and instagram or check this out i'm on blue sky now oh jeez <laughs> i'm on blue sky you can find me at diy was it was it at diy edwin on no diy edwin at edwin d that's right on Blue Sky. So that's Blue Sky. Yeah, okay. that's Blue Sky. Or you can hit us uh, line at um, hollowhollowhangouts at gmail.com. Um, so if you want to ask about my life or my opinions or whatever, or want to gloat about Olivia Rodrigo tickets, uh, you could do that. <laughs> um, not on X. I'm actually trying to deactivate deactivate my account on that. Unfortunately, I forgot my password. Uh -oh. So don't hit me up there. Uh, it's easier to do it at Panda Cat Dragon via Instagram. Yeah. Just send me a message on there and I will re reply. Otherwise, you could also reach out to let uh, to me via Facebook through our Legend Creators page where uh, you get info on this podcast and our other podcast called dungeons dinings and dorks yep if you want to check that out go for it um and if, if you uh, want to be charitable to pam and be and have get you know you know show <laughs> kindness for with Send olivia rodrigo DM tickets <laughs> <laughs> no no it's okay it's okay <laughs> um and uh we do have an email address yep uh, that you can reach out to both of us yep at uh Dungeon, no. Hello, hangouts at gmail.com. That's hello, hello, hangouts at gmail.com. So until next time, 
Um, like, we'll comment, subscribe. Yeah, exactly. Share. Yep. Doobie do all doobie that doobie. thing. Yep. Do all that things. And yeah, yeah leave us a uh, leave us a like on uh, on um, what is it? Apple Podcasts. Um, in the other Spotify and that sort of thing. That's how we get noticed. Um, until next time, this is Hollow Hall Hangouts. Mabuhai. Mabuhai. Bye.